Welcome to The Right Sweats, your weekly writing podcast for fan fiction, friend fiction, and fun fiction. My name is Leah, and I'm joined, as always, by my favorite co-hosts, Jen and Jesse. Hey. Hey. I'm more your favorite than Jesse. Yeah, who's the favorite out of the two if we had to vote? Um, this is the real Are we basing it on the favorite? Like uh, you could how the queen whatever, would whatever. <laughs> Never mind. This is getting way too personal. Listen, we know that I win. Gotta get the wet sponge. I'm really happy that right out the gate we're talking about fingering. Like I'm so happy that that's how people are introduced to this podcast episode. And uh our our special guest for this week, a ten year old. <laughs> oh god. JK that didn't happen. JK, <laughs> not happening. Anyways. Our ten year old was uh Way too cool Pretty for cool. us. Busy. Yeah, he was busy. You know, he had some appointments. He had some plans. He had to see his. He had to see his flossing instructor. That takes mm-hmm. up a lot of the day, and then. Haha, ha, Jesse, you made a joke that's relevant to the times. Anyways, what are we doing this week? It's so we are going to do a twofer this week. We have both the fourth round of the March Fountains of Madness tournament, and we will be also getting through the. Twin Peaks, the fifth round, when we're down to the semifinals, because there are less weeks in March than I originally thought, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because March does not go on forever. Which is fine. So to shake it up for our fourth round, we're actually going to be restricting ourselves to talking about these movies from a specific perspective. So each of us is going to pick an angle at which we're going to approach these matchups and make our decision entirely based on that one thing. Well, so previously we had no rules. That was a rule. Right. No rules. Yeah. But now we're like, time to introduce some fucking rules. Now we've talked about some of these movies four times. <laughs> yeah. And you can only so... get so much uh, mileage out of Jen liking Pride and Prejudice. And on top of that. <laughs> hey, it's fucking good. Everyone Um, knows how we feel about these movies, unless this is your first episode, in which case I'm sorry, and also you're welcome. But it's going to go a certain way if we don't change it up. And that's not to say that we are, this is going to be arbitrary nonsense. There's a little bit of some rules. Like, I know that... Oh, no, these are scientific and... uh, Data-driven. Big data, little data. Data Data-driven. Data from Star Trek. (laughs) Engage. Engage. Honestly, if we could have him as a guest... Data, if you're out there, Brett, Brent, Brett Spiner, if you're listening, <laughs> that's the right guy, right? Yeah. That's the only actor I know on that show, I think, other than Patrick Stewart. I was <laughs> to say, to... you don't know who Patrick Stewart is? Worf, if you're listening. All right. What about your favorite, Leslie Crusher? Whoop- Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, Whoopi Goldberg was in it, and that was a good episode. Well, she was in multiple episodes, not just one. Lamar, LeVar Burton, I know LeVar Burton. Did you almost say Lamar Odom? I almost said Lamar Burton. (laughs) Anyways. Let's talk about our criteria. So for my criteria, I'm going to be judging each of these matchups based on the uh, fan fiction fodder that they create. And so that's not just what's already out there, but what you can see as a fan fiction aficionado would be the rich rich source material of these things. Okay. Right, like, can I fanfiction yes. right. that? Or how hard can I fanfiction that? Oh, yeah. To what end could you fanfiction yeah. these? Right. So that's going to be mine. Jesse? 
So I was thinking soundtracks, and not just because that's a part of... Uh, well, for two reasons. So firstly, the soundtrack is something that is not in the book. That's a thing that's purely taken from movie magic world. Now, you know, the soundtrack can be influenced by the book and the, the mood the book sets, but there's no soundtracks in books unless it describes the song that somebody's listening to, and that's totally different. Right. Also, and also, I do a lot of writing to these soundtracks, almost exclusively to movie soundtracks and scores. So I have a lot of opinions because I think most of the ones we've listened to, if not all the ones we have here, I have uh, an experience with them writing. So it's it's something I'm I'm able to talk about a little bit. And what is yours, Jen? So uh, just as a side note, I also only write to music sound or music soundtracks, <laughs> movie soundtracks. I only write to scores. Like I, anyway. So I can't have words either. It's super distracting. Anyway. So um, both of you have like really amazing writing related criteria that I admire and support. My criteria is, can I fucking remember an actor from this movie? <laughs> you mean like first name, last name? Um, or like that guy, that person from that thing? The one oh, I, need to be able to, I need to be able to name that person. Oh, okay. that's oh this hard is going to be fun. That's hard for me. So if I can name them, it means they made an impression. So. Oh, I like this. Now, can we can we um, exercise some obvious ones here? Like Heath Ledger doesn't count. What? Tom Cruise doesn't count. Well, okay. stop! You're giving them all away. And Keira Knightley I doesn't he- count. Okay, Keira Knightley and Heath Ledger were, were literally the ones I was leaning on desperately. So because you've already <laughs> mentioned those on on the podcast. So okay, so I guess I can't name like a listers that I've already named. I don't even mind that. I just mind those three because those three are like you know. Okay, those three are literally like household names, even if you lived under a rock like myself. Like they're under yeah. a rock names. So yeah. Okay. It's wait till we get to to some of these, and you realize how under a rock Jen actually lives. Mm, let's do it. <laughs> oh, it's All the right. opposite, where I'm only full of these actor names. So I like I like the balance here a little bit. Well, then let's dig into this. Let's start with the first mashup, which Absolutely. is Blade Runner versus Lord of the Rings. Jennifer, who do you Elijah know from Wood. these movies? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay. There's the one. <laughs> All right. Now, do you know anybody? Blade right. Runner. I know one other dude. Okay. From Blade Runner? He, not from Blade Runner. From Lord of the Rings. Okay. And I'm fucking embarrassing myself by not being able to remember his name right now. But I swear <laughs> to God, I know his name. Uh, Sir, Sir Patrick. Sir Patrick something. And, oh, holy shit, just give it to me. <laughs> nope, nope. Can you try oh, to name someone from Blade Runner? Uh, right now- Blade Runner... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Not a one? Not one? You can't name the main character in Blade Runner? I'm really sorry. There, there's there's a theory, too, that you we have not been able to float here. I'm not 100% sure Jen has seen Star Wars either, so... If she I've seen Star Wars, 100% of it. Oh, you fucking gave it away by saying Star Wars, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Okay, so now you're tied. You need to come up with one more actor if you want Lord of the Rings to go forward. It was like Sir Patrick, Sir Patrick Harris? Nope. Is that... Fuck. <laughs> is, that, is, is, that a, is that a real man? I'm sure, but <laughs> I'm sure. I, it's not in that movie. I don't fucking know. 
Oh my god. Now think, think of Sir Patrick Harris's best friend. Oh, it was Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. There you there go. You go. <laughs> I believe you're thinking of Sir Patrick Stewart, who's not in that oh. movie. But his friend Ian McKellen is. Oh, Ian McKellen. Okay, I know who that is. I said Patrick Stewart five minutes ago, too, didn't I? You know what? Leave me the fuck alone. This is. All right, so Jen is for Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings wins because I can remember two people. <laughs> and it, just, it took a lot of arm twisting to remember him before. Jesse, who is your favorite actor in each of those movies? Not that it counts for anything. Favorite actor, favorite performance. Performance. Um, I mean, Harrison Ford's probably the best in Blade Runner. Uh, I like Edward James almost the most, but that character is problematic. Um, yeah, he's a Latino yeah. guy that speaks. Like full on racist Chinese and makes origami all the time. Like characters all over the place. Um, I don't know. Probably one of the one of the hobbits. Probably Mary or Pippin or something. I'd have to rewatch them. It's probably truly like. Um, Who are your friends on Lord of the Rings? Uh, I'd have to rewatch it still. I think Mary and Pippin for sure, though. Um, I think I'd be chill with Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, who else do I like? Uh, who's the Hugo Weaving character? Elrond? I think him and I would get along. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't think he I, would I, not. I don't disagree. I, who's the who's the wizard the dirty wizard? <laughs> Saruman? No, no, the one that hangs out in the forest. Oh, Radagast the Brown? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, I love that dude. Yeah, Mr. Arcana himself. He's yeah. like he's like Lord of the Rings Hagrid. Yeah. We'd be we'd be fine. I'm sure there's like there's probably like one cool um Death Eater that I could hang out with. Death Eater. Oh, Ring Wraith? You mean like Severus Snape? Severus Snape was a cool Death Eater I would hang out with. I meant a Ring Wraith. I see. I haven't seen those movies in a long time, though, but I think I always like really liked uh, Rudy in those movies, but I don't think I would respond to that well now. He's just kind of whiny, right? He, no, he does the entire emotional lifting of that whole series. He is a saint and ha- amazing. Hobbit-sized Rudy. So who, who, who is Rudy? Uh, Sean Astin, right? Yes, he plays Samwise Gamgee. Oh, thank you for giving me the the, the two <laughs> levels of translation you need to get to that. Yeah, yep, yeah, thank you. Uh, and moving I... on to, to soundtracks, I think the Lord of the Rings soundtrack—that's a classic. There's songs in there that I feel like were actual like hits, even though they were just instrumental. Uh, but I listen right to that Blade Runner soundtrack a lot. That Vangelis soundtrack—it's uh, kind of hard to like like Blade Runner. It's hard to find the right version. There's a lot of different versions and different. Vaguely different ones, uh, but I found the right one on Spotify that I like. I don't quite remember what it is. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark in the That soundtrack, though, we watched it last night just to kind of stay fresh on everything, and it's really kind of ahead of its time. It's as much like a cheesy 80s soundtrack as it is a like Fincher soundtrack from today. Where it's obviously like the director was... Like you do all of it, and we'll make it work. You know. Yeah. Here's the here's the the cut. Just make it sound nice. And it turned out pretty well. So that's my vote. I go Blade Runner on that one. So, fan fictioning of these two categories is kind of. Uh, it's a little one-sided for as 
cool as some of the fan fiction that you can find for Blade Runner is and just the copious ideas that come to you when you can think about like what the replicants replicant and replicant do <laughs> can't replicant and replicant do I'm gonna keep screwing up this joke uh <laughs> just the number of characters in the Lord of the Rings the ways yeah, the yeah. scale of the world, the ways in which they interact the with each other and interact with the earth and interact with the the emotions of the reader. I mean, it's it's a little bit one-sided on that one. Lord of the Rings has infinite fan fiction potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as uh, Deckard is Spank Bank King, number one, five ever. <laughs> Get off my plane. <laughs> So you're going Lord of the Rings? Then? Going Lord of the Rings. Whoa. So it steamrolls on. It doesn't steamroll. I mean, I don't mean steamroll, but it's pretty much never it's It's a juggernaut. Yeah, that's what I meant. What would a what would be a sports analogy? It is a bit of a juggernaut. Uh, don't make me say this. What the team that I truly don't know. It's a team that always wins that everyone is grumpy that they always win. Well not the Patriots. I mean like NCAA stuff. Oh. Duke. UConn women's basketball. Oh, cool, cool. So the next one, West Side Story versus Clueless. Do we start with Jen again? All right, Jen. Who's in West Side Story? So I can name Natalie Wood, but I can only name her. I can literally only name her because we've talked about her for three weeks. We've also talked about at least two other people in that movie. And one of them we've talked about before we were even talking about West Side Story. Yeah. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. See, and that's the thing. It's like, if people say names to me, yeah. I can kind of, like, recall who that person is. But I can't, like... Jen's got, like, important things to remember. Like, so... Loved ones' names and things like that that I can't remember. So, Jed, who's in Clueless? So, with Clueless, I can't remember a single fucking name except... Except when I Googled this shit to try to, like, refresh my memory for this podcast... I remember seeing that Paul Rudd was in this movie. Is that fucking true? Is that true? <laughs> I don't remember yeah, him. I yeah. just watched the film Paul just to see him in that film. Yeah, he's he's, the, he's brother. the hot okay. stepbrother. Step he looks exactly the same as he does now. Oh my god, he has not aged at he is all. He's a handsome, funny-looking man. I like him. I like him. Do you have a second one, Jen, for any of those? Or so do we have a tiebreaker? Yeah. Okay, so unfortunately for me, I can only name. One person for each of those, so we're okay. So I don't, I, I don't think I can coax you into naming someone from West Side Story. I don't think our our charades are good enough. No, but name this deceased actress in Clueless, who was also in such hits as Eight Mile, The Ramen Girl, The Ramen Girl, <laughs> and. Uptown Girls. Uptown Girls. Girl Interrupted. Uh-huh. King of the Hill. She's, she is... And she's deceased? No longer with us. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I am ashamed. <laughs> I can, um... Yeah, we gotta figure okay, out okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I kinda, okay. I can, like, picture the face. Wait, I don't know anyone who's dead from that movie. So I'm just going <laughs> to okay. name people and maybe they're dead. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Okay. Brittany Murphy. 
There you go. Oh. She's fucking dead. She's been dead for like 10, 12 years now. All yeah. right, then. Jesus. Well, all right. I would have accepted Stacey Dash. Okay, so RIP Brittany Murphy. That sounds like a meme, but like literally rest in peace. Did you not know she died? I really did not know that. She's been dead for a while. That's, yep. I, I'm i not shocked that I didn't know that either. I tend not to know those things. That's really, truly, like, more than when people talk about, like, what would Heath Ledger have been? I really kind of don't care as much as, like, what would Brittany Murphy be up to now? I think I liked her. I like her more than I like Heath Ledger. I guess, yeah, that makes sense because I haven't seen her around. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys pals before? Yeah, like around the office or something? <laughs> I've seen her around the very few movies that I managed to watch. Oh. And she died of like toxic mold or something like that because her, oh, wow. her husband died of the same thing like six weeks later and they like, found it in her her shower or something weird. Wow. Ooh. Wow, when you're that rich and you still die of something like that? I mean, I live like a fucking like monster. I live literally like a fucking cockroach. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> I think a little bit of her issue too was that she like at her at her fighting weight she was like 98 pounds. Yeah, there was nothing to her. Uh, so if we're going uh, soundtrack, so if we were talking just soundtracks, I'd have a really hard time here because I know the West Side Story soundtrack, Leonard Bernstein, it's great all the way through. I like it all. Clueless also in a different way. It's very good. It's got a lot of great like 90s hits as a time capsule of a very unique moments in pop culture and popular music it's a great description i think of a lot of things that you know we we kind of laugh at now but are pretty are pretty good um um so that's that's kind of a a two for what's on that soundtrack it's got some it has some radiohead has uh but if we're talking better to write to i would say it's west side story wins for me i it's good for writing it's good for for doing other work there's lyrics in it, which is hard for me to write with lyrics, but there's much harder to write two lyrics in the coolest soundtrack. So West Side Story um, pulls through for me on that one. Okay. Now, Leah? So then, fan fiction-wise, West Side Story is kind of a hard one to delve into fan fiction to because you you see a lot more fan fiction from more contemporary musicals. Yeah. Things like Wicked, things like Hamilton, um... Even Clueless doesn't have quite as much of the fan fiction ability because it's based on Jane Austen, West Side Story based on Romeo and Juliet. However, if you're going to take those tropes, the trope of Emma or the trope of um, Romeo and Juliet, really the one that you're going to get a lot more room to run with is going to be Romeo and Juliet. It's going to be West Side Story. You're going to be able to apply that style of love story, that you know, eternal conflict over and over and over again, regardless of what fan fiction you're writing, uh-huh. more than you're going to be able to do the meddling princess. Yeah. So my vote is for West Side Story. Wow. Wow. I would have gone Clueless with that. Yeah. I mean, I could see both, though. Because Clueless, I mean, I but I will run with, because uh, I like the teenage soap opera bullshit thing, so I would have ran off with that because you could spin off every character and it'd just be an episode of Degrassi over and over and over. So West Side Story moves on. Yeah. Clueless, um, as if. <laughs> <laughs> <Man. laughs> Alright, Jen. 
Interview with a Vampire and Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> All right. So, Brokeback Mountain. Heath Ledger. I know I'm not Doesn't count. Him. Okay. <laughs> Jack, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jack Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Okay. I can spell his last name in can my you? defense. Yeah. Should we? Well, let's use that for the tiebreaker if we need to. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's the tiebreaker if I need it. Um, Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, oh, fuck. Is it Emma Roberts? Is that a real person's name? Yes, but not, not either of these things. Yeah. Um, fuck. What is the name of the... What is the name of Jack Twist's wife? Don't tell me, obviously, because I have to remember, but... You already named her. Oh, oh, oh! Michelle Williams is oh, wow. um, Heath Ledger's wife. That's who I was trying to think of. And Should she get a minus one for getting one wrong? Oh, well, we'll see how she does on the interview. <laughs> well, the I, remember, I remember that Anne Hathaway was Jack Twist's wife. I actually just was trying to remember... Um... Now, Jen, why do you know Michelle Williams? Um, because she's in a movie. Well, I don't know. I feel like she's popular, isn't she? She is. Yeah, no. But, you know, if I were to guess, you know, the hundred actresses whose names you knew, I don't think I'd put her on that list. Really? Yeah. I mean, she's she's not unpopular. I but would she's... put Brittany Murphy on that list, but she wasn't on there. True. <laughs> Maybe Jen's just, like, hustling us here. I don't know. I feel like she's in, like, isn't she in, like, a lot of things? Like, she was in, like... Yeah. She was literally in The Greatest Showman. No. Don't... Was she? I always yes. thought... I always, I always thought that wasn't her. That was her. The Greatest Showman. Ugh, don't talk about that movie. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from that. Okay, so Brokeback Mountain, I can remember a lot. I'm sorry. And then my other one is Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. We would have accepted Randy Quaid for Brokeback Mountain. Okay, so um, with Interview with the Vampire, I know I'm not supposed to name Tom Cruise, right? All right, well, that basically cancels out Heath Ledger. So. Yeah. All right, so then um, I feel like there was another really famous, like, hot white man. <laughs> and he, what was his name? <laughs> uh, fuck, I'm just going to say, I think it's Brad Pitt, but if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. No, it is. It's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it. All right. Okay, and then um, I remember one more. The, the girl, the blonde. Kirsten Dunst. Uh huh. Um, all right. Do you, remember, do you remember the really hot non-white um, actor? Fucking Christ! Yes, give me a second. Um, because <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong name and have it sound fucking racist. Um, <sighs> and oh, okay, okay. Um, Antonio, is that right? It's not like. Okay, yes. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, there you're, you go. Now you're tied yes, up 4-4. I four, fucking four. did it! I you're fucking a, did it! You're 3-for-3. Three three. Yeah, well, no, 4-4. Four, 4-4. Four. Four, four. Well, the even first ones the, don't count. Even without the ones that don't count. Can you name anyone else from Interview with the Vampire? Or from Brokeback. Or from Brokeback. Who's not Randy Quaid. Um, Maybe Brokeback, even... Brokeback had, like, four dudes. Like, four... Not dudes. Uh, four people that mattered. I think you kind of got the four leads. You got... You got the the couples, and then, right? So now we're we're on the outside there. Yeah, yeah. I literally can't name a single person from either one of those names past those people that I named because even those I was like shaky and embarrassed. So can you name like a writer director? No, she. We we have a tiebreaker. 
What's the tiebreaker? Oh, she doesn't spell Gyllenhaal correctly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. We had that. Um, okay, so I actually can. Mr. Velvet Buzzsaw himself. Wait, let me find it. I don't know if I can do it right. All right. Go ahead and Google it. Get ready. I got it. Are you ready? Yes. So G-Y-L-L-E-N-H-A-A-L. I can fucking do it. I know that's right. That's right. That's I know right. that's right. That's right. I wouldn't have done the two A's. I didn't know that. Yeah, I fucking practiced that shit back when I was obsessed <laughs> with that movie. <laughs> I thought it was when you were obsessed with Secretary. <laughs> She's a big Maggie fan. Who is this? JS uh, broke back for Jennifer. What's yours, Leah? All right. When it comes to... This is a tough one. It isn't. I mean, it's like, like slash fiction stuff. Oh, it, both of them are just prime for yeah. fan fiction. Both of these movies is... Gay. Gay. <laughs> In the absolute nearest and dearest way to my heart. However, unless you really want to be just writing fan fiction with either an original character or one of the like side characters that only appears in the movie for five seconds, there's not a lot that you can go off in Brokeback other than ways to pair up Jack. Yeah, it would be different, different time periods or different... However, you can go on forever with Interview with a Vampire. Even more so if you know the source material. And there's something to be said for all of these like rich and opulent places that they visit. Uh-huh. You know, Montana is beautiful, but very simple. You know, A bit sparse. A bit sparse. Uh, you said some things in the French Quarter in New Orleans and you got yourself a party. Yeah. So... My vote is for Interview with a Vampire. So soundtrack-wise, I don't love the Brokeback soundtrack. I think it's a little weird. It's it, I think there's like only like two or three songs. One of them has a real twangy guitar at the front of it that they use over and over. Almost like the Annihilation soundtrack, but I love Annihilation. Um, uh, Interview with a Vampire, the main theme kind of sounds like the MASH theme song to me. <laughs> A it movie goes. We also watched last night, and I don't hear it. It goes. That's like the interview with the vampire one. It mashes. It goes a higher or lower, but it's the same, like, note chain. Just one, the interview with the vampire one doesn't go as, like, high. The difference is in that, as, as pronounced. I'll enter it in. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. Uh, that being said, though, I think I'd have to go with Interview. It's just kind of classic film score. It's exactly what it needs to be. It's not too highfalutin. There's a lot of just big orchestras and stuff. So that would be a lot easier for me to, to write to, I think. Though. I would have assumed you would go the other way. I actually, it's one of the things I think is a little bit weaker about Interview with the Vampire, is I think that it, the soundtrack's a little too hammy. Well, if I'm talking the better soundtrack for the movie, I'd go Brokeback. But I'm not talking that. Right. We're talking best, better one to write to. So I got to go interview the vampire. Mm. Right. See, I go even further than that. I just am constantly listening to the Queen of the Dam soundtrack oh, wow. from the Goth Kid from when I was in high school. Yeah. I had that soundtrack um, 
Infamously, I got that soundtrack autographed by Anne Rice for a friend of mine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we went to an Anne Rice book signing and my friend couldn't come and all I had was her copy of the Queen of the Dam soundtrack that I was borrowing. And I went up to Anne Rice and I said, I'm sorry, I know what you think about this movie, but my friend couldn't make it and this is all I have from her. And she signed it. All right, next is Persepolis vs. Pride and Prejudice. All right, Jen, who's in Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, I just realized I actually couldn't name a single person in Persepolis because it's all voice actors, isn't it? Like, I... I, I mean, you know voice actors. I mean, I I'm, I might know them if they're famous. Like, I know oh. Ellen did the voice of Dory, right? It's like, But it's it's a French movie, isn't it? Like, isn't it have English subtitles? Or is it in English? Let's see. Oh, it's French. So it's all French speakers. <laughs> I'm looking through it right now to see if there's anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, there's one that I recognize, that I, but I don't think I would remember. Oh. Oh, there is an English version. Oh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, Jen's not getting those people. No. <laughs> Maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea who's in Persepolis. Um, I can name a name other than Kira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. Whom? Judy Dench. Uh, that's a good oh, one. there you go. I remember her being in that. I have no idea what Mr. Darcy's real name is. Oh, it's a British actor, man. Um, yeah, no idea. Um, Were you Darcy? I literally. <laughs> His actual name. <laughs> oh, actually, Jen, I what I, I want to ask you is, what year was that movie made? <laughs> Two thousand five. Okay, you said you've been saying twenty fifteen for the past like <laughs> three episodes. Have I really? Yeah, it's not a big deal. That's crazy, because when I type, like, whenever anything asks me, what's your favorite movie, I always type Pride and Prejudice. And then, in parentheses, 2005. There's a lot of people in this movie I didn't remember. Uh, Donald Sutherland, Tom Hollander, Roseman Pike, Carrie Mulligan, Jenna Malone. Uh, oh, did you just Google it? Yeah. You're literally naming everyone I'm supposed to name right now. Although, to be fair, I literally don't know who any of those people are. I figured you wouldn't name anyone in Persepolis. Yeah, so. See, I feel bad, though, because I, I feel like Persepolis is a stronger well whatever prime purchase wins because i can remember names <laughs> i guess that's my fucking shit category i chose so for the record Catherine Deneuve is in persepolis as well as iggy pop and sean penn really yeah in the english version sean penn and iggy pop like those are three people not iggy pop but who knows matter of time that are like fully canceled like so like persepolis a movie that's about acceptance and openness is kind of like weighed down by like Catherine Deneuve who blames sexual assault victims for their assaults and then Sean Penn who is a terrible terrible man but whatever that's what how movies are now um, everyone is canceled so anyways soundtrack i got to go pride and prejudice i i don't remember writing off of it a lot i know that i have though i don't remember but i don't remember persepolis at all ever coming up and you know kind of the same way for me as much as i'd really like to to see persepolis move on and see something you know that is based on a graphic novel first kind of shoot out in front of these more traditional novels. You know, I it doesn't have a lot of fan fiction fodder for me. It doesn't have a lot of those. That's probably a good thing, truly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to say, like, with heavy films, fan fiction almost feels not even heavy, because it's not exactly entirely heavy all the time with Persepolis, but it's just, like, delving into serious matters of, like, political and, like, social issues yeah. so making fan fiction that stuff can be real it's someone's real personal weird. story and yeah that's that's what once it you is. start writing fan fiction for someone's personal story it really does cross a line yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yep. A lot of people will write fan fiction for celebrities of like actual real people that they want to get together. Oh yeah, and I've always felt really uncomfortable with that personally. Yeah, it's and I'm sure that people think that I'm weird for liking fan fiction and writing fan fiction just to start. So even us weirdos have our lines that we won't cross. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I think Pride and Prejudice really does sweep. That sweeps out. goes on. So now it's to the Twin Peaks. The Twin Peaks. Tonight at the Sweat, White Sweat Roadhouse. The. Just you. I'm going to sweep the kitchen for four hours. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jen, are these working for the, you? Is the, um, the bracket where Audrey comes back? What year is this? We're just going in on the return. There's other two other seasons for them. Uh, anyways, how are we going to do these metrics? We're just going to do it. We're just going to. So I think we need to give this fast. one a little, give it some weight, something to think of, because the two that win here are going on next week to the finals. To the finals. They might win a trophy for all the marbles. Yeah, they might win all the marbles. How many marbles are there? At least, at least a dozen, and then a couple of pogs. Whoa. And at least one slammer. And then some silly bands. And sticky hand. And one of those little, like, circle plastic things you pop in and they pop up. Oh. oh I love those. And then yo-yo. And one of those cool holographic stickers of a fancy cat that come at the pizza place and a little piece of cardboard. Gotta get a slinky. Gotta get a gotta get a classic metal slinky. I'm gonna have to play a lot of ski ball to win these prizes. God's favorite sport. Yeah, that's a dumb part of that movie. Like. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyways, so what do you want to do? We want to do this one without the pretexts, without the the weights on us? Yeah, I think we need to have, have a serious discussion. Because next week we're going to really delve into the two. So we don't have to go too far into it, but we do have to separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. Separate the brokebacks from the Polar Expresses. All right, so so first one then Lord of the Rings and West Side Story. Um, what are you guys thinking? Wait, it was Jesse. Come on, what? It's Lord of the Rings versus West Side Story. Is that a question? <laughs> no, it's like a one second. I have a phone call. Who there. is it? Am I wrong? West Side Story won, right? Over Clueless. Yeah, I voted for West Side Story. So did I. Yeah. Jen knew more people in that one in Clueless. She didn't know Russ Tamblin and... Rita Marino. Rita Marino. Yeah, who's a third actor? I mean, there's plenty of actors in that movie. Let's name other people in, West- in Clueless. Jeremy Sisto. Selfie's on! Daisy Dash, everyone's favorite political pundit. Oh, God. Wallace Shawn. Uh, Dana Dea. Paul Rudd. Alicia Silverstone. That girl herself. Who's the, the girl that's like their rival? I don't really know her from anything else. Like the redheaded girl yeah. with the nose jobs and stuff. Um, Brecken Meyer is in that movie. That the cl- circus liquor clown. Yeah. Makes a cameo. A landmark in the valley that every time we used to drive by, Jesse would point out and tell me that that was the circus liquor clown from Clueless. It's a fun little landmark. And then would make fun of me because every time we would drive through Oceanside and I would point out the house from Top Gun. No, that's cool. I like that too. He would make fun of me. I like the sign on it that says, uh, this shack was in Top Gun starring 
um, fuck, it goes the other way. Yeah, it goes Kelly McGlynn to you. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly McGinnis? McGinnis. And then Tom Kelly. Cruise. Kelly and Tom Cruise. Yeah, like she's the main character in that. I returned. I returned from a phone call about a rabbit outside of my apartment that I needed to go see. That's cool. How was it? <laughs> I didn't go see it because I'm in the No, go see it. No, go so. past me and Leah were walking the other day at night. We saw two rabbits in a front yard. So there's actually three, but they ran away. So I actually already Man, missed my chance. That's a good call to get. Jesse loves rabbits. He's like Lenny. Rabbits are adorable. They get along with cats really well too. So I've been thinking about adopting like an older one to live with the cat. But I'm concerned with our litter box placement and if the rabbit can get in there because the cat's fine. But I, I think rabbits have a little tougher job. Well, you can always make its own litter box for it. And with rabbits, like, they really are genuinely pretty great pets. You just got to be willing to accept that they aren't going to want to be petted the same way a cat will be. Don't worry, our cat doesn't want to be pet. (laughs) Four rabbits now. Oh, shit. I got another rabbit. I got another rabbit call. Rabbit alert. Rabbit, rabbit. Do we have any famous rabbits in any of these movies? We didn't, because we didn't put Of My Sin Men in there. Maybe the most famous rabbits, short of bugs. I miss the fucking rabbit again. Do you know what? I'm sorry, podcast listeners, but rabbits are precious. I need to go witness. Them. Go on, we'll cut stuff out. <laughs> okay. So someone broke the audio. It was probably one of those rabbits Jen saw. <sighs> Pesky wabbits. Hopefully one of those rabbits. So as you guys noticed before too, the audio was a little wonky. That just got way worse and then disappeared altogether. So instead of making you deal with that drug trip of audio. You get to deal with Jesse and I doing some one-on-one time. Some quick condensed version, the Reader's Digest version of what happened in the last two brackets the last two matchups wait we can't do a reader's digest version because that means all four of these movies will win and then we don't get to induct any of them into the right sweats hall of fame that's true but there'll be really funny jokes the whole way there knock knock who's there orange orange who orange you glad i'm not gonna start doing this joke because it's <laughs> super lame <laughs> we used to have and my dad still does in his truck a reader's digest concert where they just read all the shitty jokes people sent in and he still pops it in every like road trip. That I, sounds like the worst road trip playlist and, ever. <laughs> it's not NPR, it's Reader's Digest, so it's like people doing NPR voices. So it's like but it's like a Garrison Keeler knockoff, like a Robert Siegel knockoff, and a Terry Gross knockoff. So it's it's real weird. But not in the funny SNL sweaty balls way? No, no, just just like I don't even know what diet Garrison Keeler, which probably would have been a good thing in retrospect. But... We cannot endorse a Prairie Home Companion, and we never will. I am a fan of Lake Wobegon, the location, though. That's a whole different bucket of worms, <laughs> can of worms, everything worms. So the big thing that we did during this lost audio was we went through our semifinals, so cleverly titled the Twin Peaks 
as in our March Mountains of Madness, because there's two peaks yeah. for each of them. And the first matchup was Lord of the Rings and West Side Story. Now, for this round, we completely dropped all the silly qualifications and, uh-huh. and rubrics that we had for the last round and just went straight with what we thought was important. And Lord of the Rings was still the clear winner, I think. Uh, I don't know quite what Jen's rubric was, but I think she went with Lord of the Rings. With me, I wanted to make it a little simpler for myself, so I just thought of it as the Fellowship versus West Side Story. And even then, uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings won. Uh, not because I think one's better than the other. I think they're they're too different to compare a little bit. But if we're talking book adaptations, and I chose to go with this in the strictest way I possibly could, uh, West Side Story makes one fatal flaw. And that's it's an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, but Juliet doesn't die at the end. And it's a different beast altogether. And I think it makes for a good movie. The movie's no worse for it. But that's kind of the important part of Romeo and Juliet. Two warring families, kids come together, kids die. And this way it was two warring gangs, kids come together, one kid dies. So just for that alone, I had to go with Lord of the Rings. And for me, West Side Story has the same issue that a lot of Shakespeare adaptations have, which is that it can become fitting for whatever you, whatever story you need to tell at the time. Shakespeare is going to be a perfectly fine avenue. Mm-hmm. And so it really loses the source material. Not that the source material is really that great or should be preserved or anything like that, but it deviates from you know, the heart and soul of what it was meant to do in a way that uh, Lord of the Rings really doesn't. Yeah. And so that was my my justification for voting Lord of the Rings. So I believe it went three of three for three. I three think of so. zero. And if I remember correctly, Jen's issue was that Russ Tamblin didn't do a shovel dance in West Side Story. Yeah, that's always her issue. Like he did in uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, right? Have you seen that video? Mm-mm. He does, because inside of West Side Story, you can tell he's like parkouring off everything. Uh-huh. That's just something he brought. So he's got this weird dance he does on like a picnic table where he's like flipping around his shovel. and. Oh, I thought that was a Dr. Amp joke. I think that's the reference it, later. I think that's the reference Dave Lynch is making is to Russ Tamblin's shovel dance oh. 60 years before. It's... If you find it on YouTube, it's pretty impressive. Okay, one of the few references that's not to Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and so then the next one was Interview with the Vampire versus Pride and Prejudice. And I think this is where we almost came to blows. Oh, yes. So Jen went Pride and Prejudice just for sentimental reasons. Leah went Interview with the Vampire for sentimental reasons. And Jesse said that we're both stupid and we were, we bullied him into our, him yeah. having to pick one of our favorite movies and none of his were represented, which is a fair point. Well, and my issue is, too, I think both these movies are good. I don't think either of these movies are great. Uh, and so even as adaptions, I don't think they're great, but I think they're good. So it's still like, which pretty good thing do I think is the best pretty good thing and so ultimately I had to just kind of vote sort of just off the cuff like I, I kind of had no just whatever my gut said and I said Pride and Prejudice because if I remember the recording right I liked the scene where they go to Pembroke Pinbury what's with the statues yeah with the yeah. statues it's the one part where the movie kind of brings something different to the text and I like all the sort of just field of sh- uh, of statues. Um, an interview with the vampire. A lot of good things, and I like the the convertible scene, which I think we. I don't know if we talk about earlier uh, at the very end. You know, it's got it's got a lot of great things in there that I like a lot. But ultimately, I just 
I, it was, it's kind of lateral for me, of just whichever one came out of my mouth first, truly. And truly, when we do this again, if we do, if we undertake this sort of thing again, uh, Jesse has vowed more creative control over what is picked because I think we all sort of realize that when we set out to do book to movie adaptations, we didn't quite realize how many there were and how many ones that we absolutely loved that we just forgot about in the moment that we were trying to make this bracket. So things like Annihilation. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm -hmm. That's my big one for this. So there's a lot of stuff that we left out completely that we really didn't want to, we didn't mean to, uh, but we tried to pick the most accessible road for our first one out. I believe... And truly the ones that we could remember off the top of our head. I think I was also grumpy during the recording about how um, unbalanced the... The bracket was so there was nothing really that could. And the second half of the bracket was pretty anemic, and there really isn't not anything that could have beat Lord of the Rings any of the way through. But the first half of the bracket had things that could have that just kind of got knocked off with other strong competitors. Um, you know, like Lord of the Rings was never going to beat Minority Report, but it was always going to beat Shrek. It was always going to beat Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was always going to beat all those things. But then the ones towards the top that could have probably done anything were, were knocked out pretty early except for Blade Runner and that was that was a hard decision I think for everybody I think it was you know we can argue till we're blue in the face whether the the straight bracket works or if you yeah. need some sort of you know elimination round or but truly it uh, it all doesn't matter yeah yeah Persepolis <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what I was grumpy about then but I think that was it so yeah so that means that the the big show Next week is going to be Lord of the Rings versus Pride and Prejudice. Yep. Regency versus uh, Fantasy. England versus England. England versus England. There's a lot of diversity represented on this. Yeah. There's humans. Orcs. Goblins. Urk-hais. Hobbits. uh, Other orcs. Elves. Christopher Lee. (laughs) But not your favorite wizard. What's my favorite wizard? Radagast the Brown. That's right. I always forget his name. The one with the bunny chariot. Who's your favorite actual wizard? Like, in Lord of the Rings or of all wizards? In all of the world. Oh, that's really hard. Uh, I don't have an answer, but Arthur from Sword in the Stone would be a good one. Is he's he a fun. wizard? Yeah, he's a Arthur. Not Arthur, sorry, but Merlin. Oh! <laughs> that it makes turns him into a frog for that one song. Yeah. Or a fish. I mean, Merlin's a good choice. Are you saying specifically Sword in the Stone or like oh, yeah. all? There's so many different Merlins, you gotta pick the one. It's either Sam Neill or it's Disney. Yeah. Or that's it. End of list. Yeah, no, they should all be Sam Neill. Probably my favorite... I mean, how are we counting the Harry Potter things? Because I would go McGonagall. Nope, yeah. That's sexist of you to not well, let me aren't pick. Aren't the men also witches? No, they're wizards. I thought they were warlocks. No. I misunderstood that. I thought they were all witches. Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and... Why did they call them warlocks of the whole movie then, in the whole book? They didn't. They they use it interchangeably, I feel like. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with JK. <sighs> JK, we need a tweet about... Yeah, this is one more useless thing we need to know about. Yeah, I need a tweet about uh, if we can... What do you call a gender-neutral witch or wizard or a warlock? Invisible poops. 
Um, I think so. I think that's about it. I think that catches up everyone on what was happening. Uh, Jen did not see any more rabbits. Uh, there was three. Apparently, there was none when she went out there. But you know, luckily she tried. Um, the other, rabbits, Lenny. The rabbits. The rabbits, Lemmy. So um, I think that's about it. So remember always to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Apple Google, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Stitcher, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, you can also follow along and even listen on our website and our blog, rightsweats.com. Rightsweats.com. And uh, feel free to hit us up on Facebook about your feelings for the bracket, who you think should win. I'm sure we'll put a poll up there. Um, and you can always email us at rightsweatspod at gmail.com. Of course. So until next time, put you um, on the footsie floppy. The rabbits. Let's go look at the rabbits. Bye.